Let me have you, Donald, please. Let me have you, brother. Is this just fantasy? TV ate my dinner is an attempt at demonstrating intellectual civility while discussing popular entertainment. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. Do something that'll get you killed. Let's go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toy. <laughs> In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eighth-dimensional probes. Theorizing that the teachings of popular culture could save the world, Dr. Shang, but Gilberto stepped into the TV Ate My Dinner Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, trapped in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey was Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appeared in the form of a voice Sean could only sometimes hear. While lost in non-space, they joined with other explorers who were adrift on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn and the mighty Mandrew. I am Bron, an artificial intelligence from the 8th dimension who has chosen to join their crusade, to combat the growing toxicity and negativity that threatened to corrode the very fabric of the internet. We've been running ever since, striving to point out what once went wrong, in movies and TV, on a never-ending struggle to suddenly civilize the information age. In the continuing voyages of a make-believe space coaster that's inexplicably known as TV Ate My Dinner. Apparently they're going to do like a they're going to go Ghostbusters with Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, Sandra <laughs> Bullock's eight. leading that up. It's called Ocean's Eight. That's oh, you know, could be alright. Do you guys see Ghostbusters? I yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I'm, I'm, it was I, funny. Yeah, it was okay. I thought it felt like the original Ghostbusters. It. That's another movie that got way more hate than than it deserved. I, I don't hate it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, and, and it's not because you know what you think. It's like as far as like women being the stars, they were they were were fine. <laughs> you know how I feel about women. These yeah, bras busting. They took our jobs. They took our acting jobs. They took no. It's the patter. I can't stand. I can't stand that patter thing. That, What's that? When women that, talk to each other? <laughs> when women speak? No. Greg, I don't like that jibber jabber noises they're always making. <laughs> no, yap, it's and, it's a director's yeah. thing. Like I mean, all that kitchen you know, talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a director's thing. They think it's funny to to like you know have them just babble back and forth to each other. They, well, that's you know, like they make, a Joss Whedon thing. What is that? that I'm not, yeah, I'm still not <laughs> understanding what when when you say they're like babbling the back and forth to each other. What do you mean? Well, you know, like when they're, like when they're trying to make a decision or whatever, and uh, and they're just talking really fast, and it's it's just a, it's a patter. I mean, it's a, and and, and the, the, in the movie they even cut away to people like looking like, okay, what's going on? These two people are just you know mm-hmm. babbling at each other, trying to figure something know. out. You know, I don't know. I don't hate women like Greg does, so I don't think I picked <laughs> well, up on that. <laughs> No, it's a it's on that, that cause this a, natural disdain a, for women speaking to each thing, other. Didn't he, did he direct Bridesmaids too? And that was yeah, you know, I like Bridesmaids. The, Bridesmaids was yeah. funny too. Bridesmaids was a funny movie, yeah. But they did that. that but they did have a lot of talking going on. 
Yeah, the they allowed the women to talk. The women folk know. did jabber yeah. a lot at each other without any means <laughs> present. <laughs> that just that just ain't right. You're listening to TV at my dinner. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Andrew and Greg. Hello. Hello. You hello. probably shouldn't open the show with talking about how you don't like hearing women speak to each other. That's not what I said. I don't like hearing two women talking at the same time. One's bad enough. That's what you said. <laughs> focused on ghosts. That's, I heard you to say that. That's not that. what I said. That's not what I said. Busting this man's business. Don't, you know, busting this man's business. <laughs> oh, so, man. we're going to talk about some Suicide Squad tonight. The summer of DC, right? No. <laughs> yeah. The, an mm. oddly bookended summer with can't DC win. movies on either side of it. Uh, I kind of think, I don't know, they're doing all right so overall because these movies are making money. Well, but it's they're dropping like off, they're so they're flopping. not hitting expectations, though. That's the problem. Well, and maybe that, they're setting undue expectation. What kind of expectation should they have hoped for with well, Suicide that's, Squad? Well, that was the point, so I'll start with that. Well, That was one of the things that people said was a theory, because supposedly Suicide Squad wasn't supposed to be a huge tentpole movie. It was going to be a smaller kind of like, oh, this is just kind of an alternative thing. And supposedly... Which makes sense. It got changed. But they haven't... It's not been positioned as that recently. They've been pushing the hell out of it. And it's because... And they... It's because one, BVS tanked, did the same thing. It didn't hit expectations. And two, they put out the first trailer for it. And it's the best trailer in the world. And it has like 57 million views. And people went ape over it. And they're like, oh, cool. This is going to be the best movie ever. And then apparently that made all the execs freak out and they had like multiple cuts of this movie going and the, the, the cut that we saw, they actually got the company, this is what I read, they got the company that cut the trailer to make a cut of the movie. That's the cut of the <laughs> movie you saw. And I think... We have actually said they should do that But before. I think it's completely evident because the first 30 minutes of this, I mean the first 10 minutes of this movie has about 30 pop songs in it. And it's... <laughs> It's the weirdest thing to me in the world. I liked this movie. Let me say that (laughs) before I go into criticism. I do think that this movie got a lot of hate it didn't deserve, and I and I think that for I think it it hit what it should have hit because I found it to be entertaining, and ultimately I think that's what you should get out of a movie. I enjoyed it. Yes, I don't. But I gotta agree with you on that. It seemed their their introductory device was so amateur. You well, could tell how they wanted to do a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of thing, so they had all these sort of pop songs, but instead of just kind of having them in the background, like, every scene literally started with a soundtrack song. And when they were introducing characters, it would be a, an intro song for that character, but even other scenes that weren't introducing characters would do the same thing. And they had some muddled devices as how they were to introduce people, because some people got introduced more than once in the film. They opened with an introductory scene, and then they went into a let's give you the lineup, which is the standard right. exposition. Well, that's what I'm saying. Which And I was think fine. that's my biggest... You just worded it correctly there. I enjoyed this movie, because I think I enjoy... I, enjoy I, I don't enjoy the movie. I enjoyed Will Smith, and I enjoyed Margot Robbie in this movie. Those who I enjoyed, even though some of their stuff was crappy, too. But... The movie was so felt such like an amateur kind of weird thing that I just I had a hard time like it really felt like some and it wasn't like a Green Lantern kind of it was just it was just it felt like a mess to me. The movie starts with an intro to Dead. This wasn't a failure on a Green Lantern yeah. level. DC has all these different. <laughs> yeah, this is a different. This just felt like a, this a felt like a rough cut of this movie where they said we put some stuff together here, blah 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 here, see if it's any good. And I don't even think... Well, what you just said about them getting the trailer company to cut the movie may shed well, some light on that, because it does... When you make a 90-minute trailer, it probably doesn't work structurally. Well, and, and I think the bigger problem, too, and I don't know how much of the studio execs had a problem, because I think... I like David Ayer. I love him as a director. I love In to Watch. I like Training Days. That's one of my favorite movies, like written movies. I love that script for Training Day. It has some awesome, iconic lines in it, right? Like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. That stuff. Those are great stuff. But this movie, supposedly, I think he wanted to make it much darker and have an edge to it. And and then, I guess, the, the part of that reason of getting... Like, maybe that was part of those reshoots or something, and they wanted to make it bigger and make it this kind of more mainstream thing. Well, BVS took that well, off Well, that's the table. my problem with this, though, is because it, it's neither just... It's neither heartfelt and just all the way, like, kind of funny, and it's neither just this weird, dark, disturbing thing. They're doing this middle-of-the-road thing, which makes... 
it makes it not good. It makes it feel like a mess, but it also makes some of the dark stuff they left in there problematic for me because they, they, it becomes this celebration of this, like, brewery thing. Like, because if it's a dark movie and you're supposed to hate these people, the stuff they do, I get it. But some of the stuff they do, when you make it celebratory, it becomes like, wait a second. There's like about, and this isn't even a weird thing. I'm not even taking like a soapbox of this. There's like four women that are just punched in the face in this movie. <laughs> For and and they're and it's that's fine, but it's played as a moment that everybody in the theater is like, because <laughs> the first time it happens, it's like what the, the climber guy does it, and she's like, she had a mouth on her. And I'm like, okay. Well, without that line, it might have been an okay thing because if you're treating no, no, women it, like yeah. they're action stars too, they can get punched in the face. But when he says she had a mouth on her, then you're like, oh, well, now you made it a thing against right. women but, by saying that. But when that. you have all this stuff, and it has some other weird things and misogynist stuff in it, but also just normal darkness, like at the end, and I mean, spoilers, like like how Joker and Har- they he saves her, and it's like, but the, that relationship is meant to be like the you know that's a victory moment then. You're like, wait a second. Well, this is kind it, of that's a difficult thing, and 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 they didn't really totally do a very you good have job to make that right. I think. Of showing you how that's an abusive right. relationship, but because we're seeing it, and and I do have to give them this, we're seeing the movie through their perspective. So if it's celebratory, it's because we're seeing it through their perspective. I guess so when Joker comes to rescue Harley, she's seeing that as a rescue. That's the way it's yeah, playing I, out. Through her point yeah, of view. Yeah, but I'm just saying how the movie's referencing it and framing it them to be normal. Because the movie tries, as bad as they try to make them at the beginning or say it, they spend the rest of the movie trying to show their backstories and how they make us feel for them, which I just think doesn't work at all. Because all those scenes are cheesy to me and they're goofy, and then it makes, it makes nobody scary in the whole movie. They just seem like a bunch of doofs. Like... <laughs> They're not scary. I'll give <laughs> you know. that, but I do kind of like some some of the way the, the characters come across. I like that scene in the bar where they're all just talking. I don't mind that. It's more talking well, than happens in Batman v yeah. Superman at all. Of but course. that's an actually those good are the character fun scenes, moment. Though. Those are the fun. Those are the things that are actually good in this movie. It's the stuff when they're trying too hard is, that's not good. That's my point. I think it's just such an experiment. They they wanted to do something and then they got scared and were told to rein it in and make it more mainstream when it's not a mainstream idea but i think they had a lot of fun stuff i don't i don't think that the movie was tonally confused as much as a lot of people are saying i think think it's just i think it was just construction problems i don't think that the general tone was the problem i think that the way the story plays out you really don't get a sense of tone because they spend literally half the movie introducing characters well and then the second half of the movie, they just dump them into a story. We don't really see. And I have to criticize them for this because they do the thing that drives me nuts most of all in a superhero story is they're basically out to solve a problem yeah, they well, created. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, those are my – just watching the movie, I walked out of it. And it's like, oh, I had some fun parts, but it felt so clunky. And there's, there's unforgivable, bad, cringy writing in this at moments that aren't – I think the funny parts are actually pretty funny, but there's stuff that I'm like, ugh. Those are my after the movie. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. But then when I start to break it down, the plot, like you just said, yes, they 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 are solving the problem they create, and they also have what they need to do is actually just save the person who started the team. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I was like, you have, and then they put Joker off to this uh, to the side. It's like you have the perfect setup. I was like, what are you doing? It's just like it's like BVS. It's like, what do you think could get everybody pissed at Superman? It's like, well, he destroyed a whole city. No, that's not it. Let's uh, this maybe he kills like people ten really villagers. Maybe that that's it. Yeah. And this is like, who could be the biggest villain? I mean, well, Joker's like the biggest DC villain ever. No, not him. We can put him in there, but what else could? Be? I was like, you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. What? It- well, I think the idea of making the Joker scary would have worked to keep him from being their villain. Because one thing I do like about this movie that. That explains some of the stuff that happens in it is the Suicide Squad is ultimately a failure well, because, as a concept. It, because it's a dumb in the story. I mean, they're a bunch of screw ups, and she's put together a screw up idea that's doomed to failure. That's <laughs> it's, why it sort of is forgivable that well, I got this evil witch and I control her. It's like well, no, actually, because she found her evil brother in your medicine cabinet and stole him. Why didn't you keep see, him in a super locked case like you did yeah, her and heart? Yeah, that makes all that makes sense like for this world like it's just a dumb idea, but it just doesn't for me make it entertaining to watch. 
Because, like, the premise of it's so dumb from the beginning. Because you go, all right, this guy never misses. You're like, yeah, awesome. This killer croc guy who's a horrible character, but if you're putting together a team of super people, you're like, yeah, that's great. And you're like, um, He should be really Diablo, scary, yeah. You know, he shoots fire, great. Uh, Enchantress, she has unlimited power, apparently. That seems pretty reasonable. Uh, this guy sh- has a boomerang. <laughs> you're like, okay. Because what you're doing is they're, they're, they're letting go psycho killers, so they're taking the risk of... Anything can happen, but it has to be worth it. Oh, and then also this uh, this woman, she's just nuts, and she just has a bat. I don't know why we're letting her loose either. It's like, but <laughs> if you have Joker well, be the, the thing. villain, like, there's a purpose for putting her in the team. It would make sense to bring to, her in. That you know makes I mean? perfect sense. I think sense. that could be a cool thing, and it feels like it's sitting right there, and it's just not done. We were just watching one of the animated movies. There's an animated movie called Assault on Arkham. And it's basically a suicide side yeah, movie. Similar, and in yeah. the movie, they bring in Harley because they're breaking into exactly. Arkham. And she has information about it. But to give them credit, I mean, you still have to write your way around <laughs> the premise. But the premise is given to them. And that is the comic book. These are the characters yeah, from the comic book. That's, that's a writing challenge for them because the Suicide Squad in the comic was basically the same thing they do in the movie, which is, let's just round up a bunch of third-tier characters that we don't care what happens to them and put them all together in a team where we can but kill them But then also off. making that argument, you know, that makes me want, I wish they, it feels like the DC's doing all this stuff backwards still. Like, you know what they I mean? Are. If you had done this, like, bring in Joker, bring in Deadshot, bring in people subtly, and this movie would have been so much better because you wouldn't have had to dumb all that backstory stuff, and it could have been fun. You're like, oh, yeah, I like all these people, and they could have had... It just... It's, it's... Warner is dumping everything in and just wanting to, to make everything all at once because their whole problem is that they have an outside-in way of building their universe where Marvel did and inside-out. Marvel said, we'll start with a character here and a character here and a character here, and we'll build slowly until we have this sort of functioning universe, and then we'll bring them all together, and then that'll make it work. But DC's like, every movie is going to introduce ten characters in a big and team, then we'll and then yeah. we'll just have a universe. Like, but we still believe in the universe. They, they, they're buying you know, they're playing ketchup. They're like, that's what they want to do. Yeah. But that's, but they're basically pouring all the ingredients of the cake in at the same time, and they're chucking it in the oven and turning up that's to a thousand. Every DC movie ever does. <laughs> basically, that's what they, they're like. We're going to get there first. It's like you got to play this right. You may be behind, but you can still do the same thing Marvel did. But like, no, we're going straight into the, the DC movie. They didn't have two villains. No. <laughs> it's like except for Superman one, <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Because even all the Dark Knight movies did. They all had yeah. two, three villains. Because they can't help themselves. They want to chuck these in and get... They think that that makes it better and richer. And even Marvel, when they would bring in extra characters, they were always kind of sort of lesser-known characters, even in the TV shows. Like, Ghost Rider's going to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. You know? <laughs> they bring in... They use the vehicle <laughs> for the characters that they can't use someplace else, but it makes the universe richer. But Suicide Squad is a success in the sense that they were trying to add a lot of depth to this world really quick and they did because this one movie introduces hey magic is real she has a sword that eats people's well, souls a, and that's a well, real thing and well, she's a wizard and, and that's whatever. exactly it too because we're supposed to BVS like they're presenting all this stuff like this is real this is gritty this, this just is happened. real and, th- and we just and found out starts, about this weird and they're stuff. like oh but she's an enchantress that's like oh wait a second and then they go and the worst one I can buy that because they show the scene of her being the worst archaeologist ever, just ripping the head off the thing. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, why'd you do that? And then <laughs> you deserved what the happened. It was so next. weird because, like you said, they spend 40 minutes introducing these four or five characters, and then they get they bring in the other guy, just, oh, wait, what about this guy, too? It's like, oh, wait, another guy. And then they get on the plane, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, the katana lady, too. And then, but just how Black says that, he's like, oh, yeah, that's so and so. She's got a sword that eats her soul. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a second. I was like, well, I guess that's the world we live <laughs> he, in now. But he now. says it like four times. Like, yeah, her, her husband. Yeah, before she died, she, uh, she killed her husband. Her husband got killed with that sword. So her, she's talking to her husband. I was like, well, hold on. Wait a second. It's like, I'm taking crazy pills. And I was like, you just said. <laughs> it, it's a very weird ramp up to something that I thought was supposed to be. You know, like Guardians of the Galaxy even introduces those ideas better than like, like, wait a second. So I don't know. It, it's, it's a dumb thing to be pissed about. Well, but those 
that was the the two elements that their biggest influences in this movie were Guardians of the Galaxy, which is pretty obvious because it's a bunch of oddball bad guys coming together to save the universe with a really cool soundtrack. Or, but the basically the end of the movie is Ghostbusters. Well, most, yeah, well, and also it, they're just following the wicked me, bloom of weird magic. And on top of and the bad guys right in the middle of it. But on top of all that, all the stuff, I don't even think any of the stuff was remarkably visually or choreographically interesting for a movie that cost. $170 million. They must have spent $90 million on the on the licensing music for this movie. Because <laughs> there are 50 songs in this movie. Because just most of the action scenes, they're just... Yeah, by the soundtrack. Most of the action scenes yeah, are Eminem, nothing, like, there's Pick an artist. They're in this movie. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a radio station. Like, you're listening to Suicide Squad 105. <laughs> but... Yeah. I wonder if that's a Will Smith thing. I wonder if he like wanted no, to have that kind of He's one of the only people that doesn't have a song on the soundtrack. Yeah, they should have a hit song. In it. How do you feel fun. about that? Yeah. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Just bouncing, bouncing. <laughs> yeah. Bad guys. Stuff. Bad like, guys. And Kill, you know, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Not men in black. And Suicide. This is again. This is the way that Civil War kind of proves why it's like. Well, BBS. Yeah, it could be. You could make the argument that story's hard. He's like, but Civil War did it. And you could make the argument, well, this tone and this a small story, let's not have the laser shooting up in the sky at the end. Let's just have a, somebody took over the docks and we need to get these people because we can't call the other superheroes or something. I like that idea. That would have you know, worked but, better. And there's you know so many interesting little-known villains they could have pulled in. Deadpool has that tone of what this movie should have been, I think. And Deadpool has great action. That movie was shot for $50 million. So... That's what. That's more of this movie. It's like I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's Green Lantern. It's just. It's. It's. I wasn't. It had no expectations, and I was actually disappointed because like this seems just very like a I, mess. I feel the opposite on that because I didn't have any expectation, and I felt like I was. I. That. That I was pleasantly surprised by it. Like I said, I want to rip the movie up because there are a lot of structural elements that that are worth criticizing. But, but overall, I thought the movie was fun to watch. Yeah, and it, and the fact that it wasn't characters that I'm that particularly interested in, they they could do just about anything. The story was fun, and it moved around. It felt sort of like the very first Fantastic Four movie, not the Corman one, but the one they made with Jessica Alba, where you're like, this is interesting, and there's a lot of, like, we get we get into the origin, and now they have one fight, and it's over. <laughs> like, it felt like this was fun, but it felt like a TV pilot. It felt like, well, that's my point. It felt like a TV show, and they spent $170 million on this movie, though. Yeah, I, they I overspent they because spent. this is be, if this was a thirty million dollar movie. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. This felt like a, like a, a three episode run of Arrow or something to me. That's what I'm talking. about. That's what I mean by this. But they may have overspent on cast. I don't think you well, had to pay Will well, Smith. Well, but be I don't know, movie. man. You take Margot Robbie and Will Smith out of this movie, you just took about seventy percent of what I liked about this movie out of it. There. Well, Margot Robbie, <laughs> I think you could leave in, but I bet she didn't pull in the same. She's probably kind of getting higher these days. Money that I mean, did. she's. Probably climbing. I don't know. I'd be curious uh, to hear. She's getting some credit. They're both great. That was so great about them. There's more traction from that character because they can do more with that character than they can with Deadshot. So she's the better investment. What's so great about them, though, is like when you see them with all these other people in this horrible script. Even Viola Davis does great, and even her character's really weird. But they, uh, these people, the actors, <laughs> this is a good movie for aspiring actors to watch. Because watch what good actors can do with nothing <laughs> when they're like hung out some to dry <laughs> and they're just like. Because <laughs> Will Smith is just charming as hell. And Margot Robbie, she, even though they make her say, point out that she's crazy 40 times in the movie, she's great every time she does it. It's just annoying that she's doing it all the time. Well, and she's compelling, right. which Harley Quinn as a character usually right. isn't. That's what I'm saying. She made it, I was worried she was going to be annoying, and she's great in it. And the guy who played Boomerang, I don't like this him in any movie he's Courtney, ever been in, yeah, but I liked him most, in this one. This is the most interesting Jai Courtney I've ever seen. <laughs> he should, yeah, he should always do the Australian thing. I think that's that's working right. for him. Because as Kyle Reese, I couldn't stand him. And as John McClane's son, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Why are you guys trying to feed us the idea that this guy's an action well, icon? He was good in but this. But you put him in this movie, it works. Yeah, he was fun. The, the pink unicorn fetish thing. The little touches, I think, made the movie work for I, me. I think, this, I think it's more just a craftsmanship problem I have this movie just coming from that angle. Oh, it I is. Just, it's a construction I just think mess. It felt like this is a quick first draft of a script and then it's a quick edit an alternate first cut 
cut edit of it, and they're just, hey, just put it in there. It's got a bunch of music we threw in there and well, stuff. And knowing <laughs> how much more they shot, I'm really curious to see what other cuts of the movie the would Joker. look like. So what do you think about Jared Leto? He was 50-50 for me. There were moments where I thought he really worked, and then there were moments he started that really where Jim he was really annoying. to the beginning. <laughs> he was very Jim Carrey-ish. I was like, hmm, okay. But sometimes, is... you know... You know, all actors should learn this. I don't know why they don't all know it, but if you just dial it back, then the performance is so well, much more powerful. Because in, in the Jesse Eisenberg in Batman like, v Superman, if you start cutting out some of his over-the-top scenes, the nuance of some of the other scenes come, plays out. That's what some people are saying. They're like, well, I like Jesse Eisenberg's Joker better than Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, liked, I thought Jared Leto, when he was doing crazy... I don't like the grill. I don't like that. I don't like the damage tattoo. I don't that like that he's... Dumb, they're building him up to be just a gangster. And that's the get. Yeah, that's yeah. the Joker. And they have a really... That's kind of what he looked... I mean, I haven't that. seen the movie, but that's kind of what he looked like to me. Is like he, he, and that's the way he was a, in the... Yeah. Some of the touches were awesome. Like, his gang is crazy awesome because the outfits they wear there's like a guy in a full panda suit with a machine gun in the action scenes you're like this yeah, is what I'm talking about it's like surrealistically <laughs> terrifying yeah it's really weird but they make him just they go too far down that um that's you've seen that Spring Breakers movie with James Franco <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about exactly that's what he is basically and he's like just this kind of weird drug dealer kind of guy and he has that weird scene with Common you know where he's like you can have my girl no, you can't. You don't want... It's like they're trying to do something there. I mean, you, you've seen that scene a thousand times. It's like, you talking to me scene, but it's so clumsy and so fast and it just makes it seem weird. And it's just like, what is... The, <laughs> that's why I just felt like that one review that we posted in our Facebook chat, they had a line there and it, it's a brutal review, but it does feel like it's like somebody on piano playing one note <laughs> for two hours because it's like, it, you, it's more like I always see what they're trying to do and I was like, I see what you're doing here, but that was weird. That wasn't, you know, you're like, you're just like, okay, come on. Next scene, let's go. All right, that was a funny joke, funny joke. Okay, cool, that's fun. Like, who was this guy's, her enchantress's brother? What is this mess? The CG's all horrible. And you're like, oh, what are they doing? Come on. Like, because I was rooting for it the entire time. And by the end of it, I was like, we have to end this now. Because this is getting, the oh, ending's horrible. You didn't like the ending, did you? You're talking about the very ending or the how they resolved ending. the fight? Yeah, yeah. Or just the ending, the Ghostbuster ending. I mean, the Ghostbuster ending was just typical. It didn't bother me. Or, I mean, the, to me, every movie's ending is well, How dumb. would you think about this movie if we didn't have BVS and we didn't have bad DC and you're like, this is going to be DC's first stake at making a good movie? Because I think a lot of the people, and even I feel like you a little bit, it's like BVS is so offensively... Uh, offensive, offensively offensive to us that this is like, it didn't make me mad, so I liked it. Well, so I, I think, though, because I didn't a bit have of a lot of emotional investment, I'm always, it's it's entertaining. I'm not going to fault the movie for only being good, you know, but it delivers in the sense that I can sit through 90 minutes of it and I was entertained, but it doesn't make me excited about this universe building, but we're right. not supposed to see that universe building so overtly anyway. You're supposed to be telling the stories, and the stories build to a bigger idea, but every story shouldn't be slapping us in the face that there's something bigger coming along. They're not all just commercials well, for another movie. They're a movie. And, and maybe it's unfair, because maybe, but it's not unfair for me to hope a movie's good while I'm watching it, but I'm, I'm, I'm on DC's, I want these DC movies to be good. Superman, I told, again, we'll go over this, those are my two favorite superheroes from back in the day. Superman Batman. And so I'm watching this, it's like, okay, that was BBS. It's a, a director that I think is an actual director, more so than Zack Snyder in some ways. Like, he has, does real drama and real things. I'm like, okay, let's, I'm just like, maybe this shows a turn in direction for the executives and what they're doing and decisions. And, and I'm watching it, and maybe I'm watching it for craftsmanship, because I just, please hope the boat's going in the right direction now. I'm I think like, Warner may be working against themselves on two fronts, though, because on the one hand, they have this, we're filmmaker-driven in this effort, but on the other hand, we see where it seems like they're stepping in, and they're taking away the vision of these directors and forcing these movies to be like pick which it is because you can't let these guys run wild and then rein them in halfway through with a completely different well, agenda they did that with trank on fantastic four basically right that movie was kind of interesting it wasn't a classic fantastic four movie but it was like well, this could is have been interesting well, yeah I mean, the first half why seemed he, interesting he, he kind of disavowed himself from that movie because he okay well, yeah. he didn't yeah it, the airs hasn't publicly 
Well, these guys are smart enough. Like, when you see Zack Snyder, like, towing the line, you think, man, his vision must have been terrible. But he's probably just smart enough to not say, I actually wanted to do this, but Warner insisted on this. I don't... In Snyder's Snyder's thing, that that BVS isn't much different from, like, Sucker Punch or something. So I don't think... I think he liked it. I really think he likes it. I just don't think he understands. I, I don't think they went completely against his vision, but... Like I say, when you actually dissect a movie like I've been doing, you start seeing, like, I'm, this works when I look at it this way, and it can't be by accident. I think I'm actually seeing the roots of what the original idea was here, and it was a workable idea. But they just started adding garbage to it and garbage to it and garbage to it till even the original idea wasn't recognizable. And that says to I me, well, maybe like Snyder time... did start out at some point with a decent vision. Not the vision I would have liked, but it at just... least the decent vision for making this concept work. It just feels like the... It just, I just want DC to not be at the kids' table. And you got to get this, writers. Just you know what Marvel kinda... and D- Disney and, and do? And they bring writers the in. Table. Like, they bring directors well, who are writers, they... and they bring writers who can direct. They don't bring in these big directors... Who either don't write or just also sometimes write. They bring in people who are familiar with the source material and are good writers. Well, also the secret is they bring it in comedy writers. Well, and that comedy helps too. And making them, but there's a lot know, of heart like, in that in those well, comedy writers. Right, and that's what. But that was what I'm saying because even that stinger scene they have in this, where it's like they're trying to be Avengers and this stuff, and it's like it's a scene where he's talking to her and he's like. And it's, it's Bruce Wayne. He's like, I need this stuff. For this. It's like, because we're going to do it. It's like, we're going to make the Justice League. It's like, we know that. Well, you said this, it's the uh, If you could watch, if you ignore it's Batman like, v Superman and just watch this movie, this is a much better way of teasing that idea because it was so over the top. And, that, and this is how they should have done it, where they just do like a rally the squad kind of scene where he's like, I'm gathering up some intel and whatever. They don't like a 30 minute montage of everybody's origins when you don't know who the hell they are. But doesn't he already have their freaking files too? And that the whole point of the last movie as well. Yeah, he has them all from Lex Luthor's crime drive, so this is just to remind us that he's still... I mean, maybe they have more information as to where these people are currently located. And they do have the uh, Flash cameo. That was fun. And I think he looks good. I I don't like the costume, but I like the... You like the I don't like it as much as uh, the regular costume, but I think it looks a lot better... Then, like when you see BVS and he's in that weird, well, he's like in that weird like time costume in that I think or something. Mm. It's not the weird. Well, it's good. Well, th- he was describing the outfit as post-apocalyptic, and you're like, what are they doing? But then you see this outfit, you're like, no, this works, and he works. He looks good. I think I can see him as being a funny Flash, and and, and me enjoying watching him. The other the other weird so plot thing you have to say about this is that um, and and you can say Marvel movies do this too. It's like where they have these side movies. But where are the superheroes? I mean, Superman's dead. So when this people... If this was a tiny story like the end of, of um, Deadpool, and it's just like they got this ship taken over and we need to go save, you know, Viola Davis's daughter or something. You know what I mean? It's like you're not going to get people involved and this is like a covert operation. You're going to send these Suicide Squad people in. Yeah. But when, when the Enchantress takes over a city... We have a laser in the humanity. sky for, four, for an hour, last hour of this movie... And you're like, well, where's everybody else? And you're like, well, Marvel doesn't do that because, like, Winter Soldier had a crazy thing at the end. And you can make that argument. It's like, yeah, but you're kind of like, it happens. For, it's always the climax and it's real quick and maybe nothing happens. You know what I mean? You could always justify somebody not getting there in time. This one, but it's also the big difference is it's not like Iron Man 3, that stuff happening at the end where they have the president. And you're like, why isn't other people, Captain America showing up to that? You know, you're mm-hmm. like, well, that happened. It was 20 minutes. And also Captain America's not in that movie. So there, there's no like kind of premise of like Chekhov's gun. Well, that's true. Batman's all over and this Flash movie. And Batman are in this movie. It's like, but they, <laughs> you can't show them and then have them not show up. That would be awesome at the end of Batman or somebody showed up and actually killed him. It's like, get back in jail <laughs> or something. That would have been kind of yeah. fun, I think. I think it would really That like would have been the coolest kind of Justice League excitement if they had the Flash or somebody coming at the end of this. You're like, yes. Or just show how something happened that actually did take Batman and Flash out of the mix, and it really was the screw-ups of the only ones left. That's a great story. Yeah. This is, I mean, Suicide Squad, I mean, the characters from the comic are dumb, but the concept has always been fun. It's like you just gather up supervillains and you make the Dirty Dozen. Like, right. I love the fun. idea. I love the idea. I loved it. I never really read the comic, and sadly enough, Arrow was the first time I got exposed to that idea. But I was like, this is kind of cool. I like this idea. If you have the chip in their brain that'll explode if they get a line, and it's a perfect, it's a perfect opportunity to use these people. You yeah. Know? 
This is Escape from New York, but don't make it too much like Escape from New York, or you yeah. might get sued by John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> he won that. He did? Like, what an insult to Luc Besson. Like, nobody watched that movie. The only reason they've heard of it is because of this lawsuit. You really have to drag me through the mud what? of ripping off your idea and no one knows? What is this? And still? He, he, lot, he sued Luc Besson? That, uh... Yeah, for that, what was it, Lockdown? Was that the name of the movie? That oh, had with Guy Pearce? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was an homage, but, I mean, if you're going to call it plagiarism when one movie is really like another movie, then they're going to have to stop making movies. <laughs> yeah. Because when Die Hard came out, every action movie was Die Hard for a while. That's just how things were. George Lucas sues Episode Seven. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> That's too yeah. much like my... It looks exactly like mine. Or, or I guess it would be like a Paramount, whoever owns that first one, right? The rights to the first one. Or 20th Century 20th Fox. 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Or 20th Century Fox. But I don't think they own the rights outside of the film They own the distri- distribution rights to that, I guess. Yeah, they don't own the, the story concepts or any of that. So. I know, I'm just saying. Well, but it, John Carpenter <laughs> owned this, I mean... People but it is more city. like when Lucas was suing like the producers of Battlestar Galactica. It's like, well, but we can't all, we can't make space things. <laughs> yeah, that's a little it's dumb. just real similar. People in space fighting Galactic Empire. Like, like your story is similar to basically every other story. Especially before like it. Willow, Jesus. Yeah, but I I think that's weird for people. I mean, I'm not saying plagiarism isn't a thing that should be dealt with, but when you're dealing with something that seems pretty clearly to be homage like they weren't trying to hide that similarity right that's what they were going for i wasn't even I thinking think that's about a the, weird thing it's weird i didn't even think about the guardians thing in this until i was watching the red letter media little review of that and he's like yeah they did that it's like we'll talk about that later and as they say that they have like the guardians box art fade in slowly over the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's just they totally do it. I think they even w- use one of the songs that was used in it's Guardians. It's so weird though because it's like it starts and goes and then it dies out. There's a quiet beat and then she's like, "Oh, now we got this other person." And then it kicks to it's like it's exhausting. When you're it's watching. so poorly done cuz it shows you how important sound engineering is in a movie because it's supposed to subtly transition even when you're using a soundtrack. But That's what I, I mean, mean it's you're a right. Rough cut it was like a stop and reset up like we actually saw them break down the set between scenes and rebuild. Like the, yeah, there was it's no like, smooth transition. Well, it's like, yeah, cuz usually that Obvious. music turns into diegetic music playing on the radio, you know, of a car and that passes by and they cut into something else and there's a more like, whoop, 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 and that starts another song if they're going to do that. But this is just like, stop, enter this next person, yeah. boom, go. And you right. basically like, smash cut to this other scene and begin the soundtrack song at the cut. It's like nothing could telegraph that cut more Do you notice that than bringing the soundtrack in at the exact same moment. What's her name? What's Viola Davis' name, the character's name? Waller. Yeah, Waller. You notice they have the same... She has to pitch the idea of Suicide Squad three times at the beginning of this movie, too. It's well, like, more chances to introduce problem people. Because <laughs> you're still pitching the team when the threat the team is supposed to fight is out there. Like, you guys have all the elements backwards. Because she already even them when out, they're like, yeah. okay, bring the squad together. And then they just start bringing them in and explaining what that is to the people and start training them. It's like, well, aren't we about to go do something now? And that scene was from that's an X-Men. The squad. That's from X-Men. That's from Mystique scene. And Xavier, when they go to the Congress, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and they meet him, remember? And she turns <laughs> into the thing. I was like, that's the rip-off of that scene, too. I do like that. And it's unnecessary because... Oh, yeah, it is exactly like that. Yeah, scene. it's exactly But it's completely <laughs> unnecessary except to communicate to the audience because really what should have happened structurally is... The movie should have opened with her explaining the Suicide Squad. And here's how I would have done it. I would have had her explaining this concept of the Suicide Squad to someone we don't see. And then we introduce all the characters, and then we transition from that into the story. We don't have them pitch it to guys at a table, and then pitch it to guys in a boardroom, and then pitch it to these other guys, and then pitch it to the people themselves before the story can even get started. Well, let's just say that at this point, the team is already... Formed, and she's explaining who they are as they're on their way to fight whatever right. this threat is or that is not yet that been you do something similar decided. to that or what I would do is one Will Smith is the least scariest person in this movie he's just charming and likable you can't make that work I don't think with him being evil I just don't think it works so <laughs> 
what if we just start with him, his backstory, if they wanted to show all that junk? We, he should be the access character who Make gets him caught. the access character. We see Batman at the beginning. I mean, he's, he's not the access character. I thought he had well, a backstory. He is kind of. They all they try to make every one of them the access character. That's kind of the problem. You don't really have an access character because there isn't anybody normal to explain things to. So they stop to explain things to normal people that don't belong well, but, in the story. Yeah, and they don't ever explain yet. it to them. So it would be cool if they, he got caught. He has to get introduced, and they're explaining the concept to him. You know what I mean? And like, oh, he meets, you know, Harley Quinn, he meets Diablo, and it's like, oh, crap, who are you guys, you know? Like, because he's kind of a normal person, but he's just a really good shot. Or your better setup is, you start with Harley, because Maybe. she's the one who's but she's not kind the of... most accessible, but the most interesting, and that way you could open with that Joker scene with Batman chasing Joker and Harley, because that's your strongest scene, right. introducing the characters. That's true. And you could transition straight from that into their bringing Harley into Belle Reve, and all the others are already part of the Suicide Squad. That was the one we don't punch. don't have to all be the first time we're here, just have this be a task force that already exists, and the it's just like Hellboy. It all exists. One person is being brought into it, and it's being explained to them, or through them to us. Right. But since they had to introduce everybody brand new, and they had to introduce the concept to all those people brand new, there was no smooth transition so to the story. They try to make it a secret. We know he's in it. He's in the trailer. That would have been badass if it starts like a Batman movie, like it's Batman. We get a little scene of Batman. I'll fight it you know what i mean like it, it transitions yeah. to like he's like alfred what are you doing he's like well, i'm out blah 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 there's a report blah blah you know because that's the person we know and it's like that would be cool if it transitions into that harley and then we follow her i'd almost rather see the characters have the opportunity to introduce themselves throughout the story and then you could do those little cutaways that is true i like i like both of them but they might actually it would have worked better having both of the star power like that kind of defeats the purpose because you don't know who to you know maybe you only need one of them I need Harley. Just say, get Will Smith out of there. Just have Harley. I, I honestly it. believe that because Harley is the character you want to follow. and She's the one you want in the future, too. a good person to lead that cast as an actor. Yeah. So you really don't need... I think you're right that it confused the story, them thinking they needed a Will Smith, because then you think the movie's about Deadshot the whole time. Well, that's what they're but trying to make really it about. But you don't really understand because like, he's not... Just when you got used to... I have to a the, daughter... I'm looking at a mannequin of a daughter. <laughs> just the movie's dumb. Just when you when to when me you, it was a, a bit of a surprise that Will Smith was in the movie because they didn't really sell the movie with him. He does a good job yeah. though. I mean, but the marketing didn't have him in it that much until toward you know yeah. the release. Well, as much as the other characters. And then, but then they right when they say, "Okay, these are the two main characters." Like, no, now let's focus on Diablo more and tell his story more. Or like. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. What's happening? It's like, am I supposed to like this guy? Because he's like, his backstory is weird because he's supposed to be this huge gang leader, drug leader, but he has the most normal life. And his wife gets mad because she finds a couple of hundreds and a shoebox. And I was like, he's got face tattoos. He is like a drug runner. And, you, and yeah, you're just finding this out now? Tattoo. He can. He's pyrokinetic or whatever the hell you know. The t- telekinetic is. It's like what you're just finding about all of this now. It's a weird. Yeah. Well, I like the concept. I think I think you like the concept more than the movie, though. Almost. I think when you're not first. seeing. Well, because well, structurally yeah. speaking, they have to make him sympathetic because he's about to sacrifice himself, and he has to be the one to sacrifice himself because he's too powerful. I like the character so though. They have I like him become ultra powerful, and then him. he sacrifices himself, and he has a sort of a moral catharsis and, and redemption. But also, we don't have to ride around him next time because we just made him too powerful to explain in the sequel why he's just not doing that. Is he dying? It I forgot. Yeah, he's dead. I was bored at the end of that. I was bored of that last fight scene. <laughs> God I really died, was. I forgot. <laughs> he walks in. I didn't and know I, if you saw I me. It more than you did. I, I just think. there was just a lot of bad dialogue. They walk in. I, I said this in our chat. <laughs> That's when I'm like, okay, I'm done. This is officially <laughs> when they walk in and they walk in and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he hits something. She hits somebody away. And then Will Smith walks up and goes, "Yo, lady, that was evil." I was like, oh my god. That's like my head in my hands. Like, come on, let's end this now. Because then it feels like I'm just... I was like, you guys are trying your best with all the dialogue. You did such a good job. And like, what can you do with that line? (laughs) (laughs) That's like... It was like... It was on the nose so much it was written on his nose. (laughs) I don't know. 
I, 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 it's fun to kind of shit on it, but I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I wasn't even going to talk about it until I was walking out. I went with a couple of people who liked it, like you did. They're like, that was awesome. I was like, yeah. They're like, what was, what was wrong? I was like, I don't really want to get into it. And so, like, no, tell us. I was like, okay, hold it. Well, for first, and it's like, I don't want to get in. I had that experience with my nephew because, because um, he was down and, and I said something like, I've got Batman v Superman if you want me to put that on your jump drive. I don't know if you like that movie. He's like, oh yeah, I like that movie. Didn't you like it? It's like, no. He's like, why didn't you like it? It's like, well, it's <laughs> three like hours later. Like, like in a, what is it? Little Shop of Horrors when he starts telling how he found the plant. I've got a musical team. You know what the hardest out for that? The hardest one to see the movie. Just in our history of these movies, you could say, because I don't really care. I don't want to get into people. I don't want to tell you. They like it. That's good. And I just don't. We do this in the show because we're just analyzing and we just talk about it. But it's when somebody says, like, what was wrong with The Dark Knight Rises? Like, I don't really feel like getting into it. It was good. It was fine. It was wonderful. Go. Because I'm going to have to break down the plot for why. Because if you look at that movie when silent, remember, it's like, oh, this is cool. It looks really nice. And the acting looks good. And <laughs> That's true of Batman v Superman. If you watch it on mute, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's like it's a beautiful movie. So. A lot of fun action scenes. If I was just going to make a series of music videos out of that, it would look like the most amazing thing ever. But when you have to hear them talk or explain what the hell they're doing, then it starts to fall. I just, what, I'm just really sad. I just want to see... It feels like it's just this is a different direction. I think BVS, if, as a filmmaking, not storyteller, but putting images together and putting things together as a filmmaker, Zack Snyder's great. I think visually he's just amazing. Like, it looks cool. I even like the... I don't mind him floating up, the weird dreamlike thing. I was like, this is kind of weird. Okay. But... And this is, but it was just kind of crazy. And I think this is on the opposite end. This actually had some human moments and some charm, but I just don't think. I just think it was such a clumsily put together thing that I just want them to. I just want to see competency from DC people from Warner Brothers. That's what. That's what. Hopefully, they Warner, need a team. Wonder Woman they, looks like they may be. be moving in that direction though because Wonder they Woman brought up Jeff good. Johns and Jeff Johns is like the president of DC Entertainment. And this was now. made like, before they're trying that, though, to right? follow that model now. This was kind of before that though. Sort of. Well, they made Suicide Squad before that, though. Yeah, that's like, what I they mean. They had him coming in doing some of the touch-up stuff, but the movie was already made, so yeah, you can't take a movie that's already shot and try to make it into a different movie without there being a sort of mixed result. And I don't uh, have a problem with Zack Snyder if you really lead him in the human moments in the no, they story. Just, they just need somebody reining him in. And He's a good director. For, for my and they need a writer. They need a good writer. Yeah, and the Justice League clips I liked from Comic-Con. I thought that was interesting looking. I think it'll be a fun movie. The, the, I mean, even though that Flash scene is literally just exactly an Iron Man and Spider-Man scene, it's still fine. Yeah. Uh, well, fine, fine. look, man, <laughs> at least you know what to, what to follow now. Yeah. Just copy. That's fine. Just make it get up to a point. Just copy that. Well, but that. How, I mean, how could you not do that? I mean, you know, two characters with those kinds it's of powers. A, it's like meet. they're both the I mean, same stereotypes. A billionaire inventor yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, the, the, character, it have, the characters... It not to be the setup for Justice League The characters League at all, are similar, so they have to... That. I mean, they're going to have some Well, but no, but, but you could have just had him find him or him find Bruce or Batman. Like, it's literally like he surprises him at his house and he knows his secret and he finds his suit. That's basically the same exact yeah. plot points as <laughs> the same scene. And they joke. And first of all, that scene, that is the one other troubling thing, though, is like... Does nobody know who Bruce Wayne is in this world? <laughs> he walks into that house and says, well, I'm Bruce Wayne. It's like, that doesn't explain why a stranger's sitting in here. I was like... Well, I mean, it, you know... I think if it implies that he doesn't know who he is. A, well, I mean, how many famous business people... He's supposed well, to be like Donald Trump. Uh, if Donald I knew Trump, who you yeah. were, I would still say you were a stranger if I didn't know you personally. It doesn't necessarily... I know, but... It, we may getting... We're getting too granular to just Yeah, but I just think... the Dragon... The, the Comic-Con <laughs> teaser trailer. Yeah, I, again, these are all just dumb pet peeves, but it's like the Clark Kent thing. He's like, who's that? I was like, you know, you've been here for like six months. You, you live yeah, in this that world. <laughs> you live 15 minutes Wayne away Tower. from like the richest, most famous person. I mean... He's kind of not like Trump now, but he's kind of supposed to be sort of like Trump, that kind yeah. of character. So everybody knows who he is. Or at least a Bill Gates, yeah. something like that. Most people know many, a lot of the billionaires, unless there's some oil tycoon or something. You know, Especially you know, if you're, an, uh, if you're an, uh, a reporter. And you, you built that who... city, basically. Oh, well, that's true. I don't know. They know him in Gotham, I like the Aquaman stuff, yeah. though. Mm -hmm. Like Call Drogo. I'm pretty bad at Call Drogo stuff. <laughs> for, for one, day, I'm, I'm excited about Aquaman. It, which shows the example of him. It's like they they intro that character. It's like, oh, what is this? 
He's actually helping people. Are you guys listening? He's helping normal people yeah. without any fanfare. He's really ba- breaking barriers as a superhero in this world. <laughs> Although it is kind of kind of weird to think about. It's like, yo, you talk to fish? Like, yeah. It's like, so you're sacrificing your friends to these people? <laughs> it's like, Aquaman doesn't talk to fish. I, I, that thought occurred, I know, I know. That, that thought occurred to me, too. It's, like it's a, just so a funny. Like, it feels like that's a cartoon comic strip or something. It's like, what are we doing? What? Don't worry about it. Well, they do actually <laughs> say that in the... Thing. I hope Jeff Johns has a lot more input in the writing because the the comics that Jeff Johns has written of these characters are awesome. Like I wish that that he would really be more involved in writing these screenplays because he's he has such a good handle on these characters and he's a good writer. Hopefully that I mean they seem to recognize that and they're putting in that kind of position. So hopefully we'll see a lot more. Yeah, I I think of it's that not, direct creative input. Yeah, I think it's nothing but good news. So I I mean it's I was hoping for for this one just because the director and the writer I'm the same person I like him, but I I didn't care about the people in it. So I was I didn't go with I had ex, I just wanted to see a different direction for DC. I just want to see, you know, because that's the one thing with Marvel movies. Even if you don't like them. Like oh, Iron Man three or whatever you don't like them, they all feel very well crafted. Like that's a mm-hmm. good joke. This is entertaining. They're all entertaining to a certain bar. They're because they break it. Well, they, they all pass. They all they get a C with. or they all get like a B plus. Now you're like that was a B. That's fine. It was entertaining and fun. And then if they do something amazing, it surpasses it. You're like oh gosh. So, but this I just want them to get to a bar where like these are all pretty much enjoyable, but some are better than others. So, but with Wonder Woman. Justice League and then James Wan doing Aquaman and I think that's yeah I think they're moving up and the fact that they want to put together if it's true that they're actually putting a Man of Steel sequel out there they're starting to get that it's like we probably need to to dial it back to some more standard solo films every movie can't be an event and it's not an event if we don't know well and also you need to get Joe Johnston to direct it the Captain America Rocketeer guy let him direct a super movie do that. That would be perfect. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, the DC characters need to to kind of flesh out a little bit. I mean, I know they're iconic characters, but we we haven't seen them a whole lot in this uh, in this iteration of them, other than you know you know okay, well, Batman hasn't had a movie because they don't get their own movies right. Yeah, they they, so they didn't do like what Marvel did, where you know like they Iron Man had a couple of movies before they started doing ensemble casts and 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 you know you know this you know the Affleck Batman hasn't had his own movie yet so you know we 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 went into that movie I went into that movie like well you know you know it, it would almost be like I kind of wish Christian Christian Bale was Batman because at least then you would know the Batman that you're that's going up against Superman that's true. Yeah. I'm really glad they have Ben Affleck, and I'm really glad they have. A yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, because I, I mean, I love but, Ben Affleck. He's but it nerd does royalty, feel awkward you know? because we don't know All what the it. significance of these characters coming together is because we don't know who they are. Right, mm-hmm. and the Joker doesn't feel the same. I guess he, they're similar in age more than they look like, but. It feels like you don't feel the history there. Yeah, you don't feel like it. Just, yeah, you don't feel like Joker has a relationship with Batman. They this even Joker said that, like, because he now has his Robin suit. It says, "What the joke's on you, bats or whatever." And they're like, "Well, actually," and that's that's an article of Zack Snyder's. Like, well, Joker didn't necessarily kill Robin, so I guess it might be the, or that is Robin or something. That's the Joker thing. Well, so it's like, David Ayer already dispelled that, which is too bad because that's a really good theory. That makes him a lot more. Interesting. He seems like a Robin. He's tall and tiny. Like he's, he seems like that type. I think that'd be neat. But they already threw that out, which is too bad because it it would have made him like a Kylo Ren. It's like he's kind of goofy because he's trying to be like Joker. Right. And it would have made it more they interesting. They could still bring that in. But they could just change the Megan mind. saw this, and I read it later on. I didn't see it while we were watching the movie, but when they're running through the dossier on Harley Quinn, it, one of her crimes is accomplice to the murder of Robin. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, she did it. okay. Right. <laughs> well. So take that for whatever you want, but that well, dispels that's what, the well, idea you get that a little more Joker if you watch that is, is Ultimate Todd. Edition too besides the Clark stuff you get a lot more of a feeling maybe it's just watching the movie a second time and not being kind of pissed <laughs> like you do get a they are giving the impression that Batman what he's doing now is bad and that's the Alfred's whole speech he says 
this is why you know good men turn cruel or whatever because you're you feel powerless and you're not like this and why mm-hmm. are you doing this and that's his if argument. If they stayed on point, that was such a good track. Right. Like I said, I really do think that that my cut is going to work because the more you take away from this movie, the more of the core story that they had really comes across. And it really feels like you cut into that, and then later on he says, "I'm friend. I was listening the whole time." And Alfred's like kind of sighs, and he's like, Alfred's trying to make, you know, he can't control him, but he's trying to, he's, Alfred's not on board with any of this. And it, the way it's, it's just, I think the first two hours of that movie are great, actually. I actually was really into it more than I was, thought I could be. It's, if you cut out the Africa stuff, I mean, and some well, of but the But even, I don't, I don't, you can kind of, stuff, you're looking at it once you make a good movie, but even with that, it makes, it, it, just, it explains that scene completely. Like okay, when I was I watching it. it in the theater. I was on board for the first half of the movie. It wasn't till the second half that I was just like, "This is not working for me." So I mean, they do start off with some good ideas, and they're not. I was more pissed like first time. I was like, "Well, these aren't the ideas I would have wanted." But watching it now, I was like, "Well, this is what it is." Let's watch it with these new scenes in there. <laughs> Smith was saying he just keeps watching it over and over and over, <laughs> going, "I just have to watch this, and maybe at some point it'll kick in." But. Uh, so I, I yeah I want to see Superman and all the stuff so we'll hopefully they'll get better. And of course we want to see We're the cool. Gilberto edit well, I'm too. I'm excited about it. Well hopefully soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it to the detriment of other things. <laughs> get it done. So it's almost Gosh. done. If You're I can obsessed, get the sound man. Edit, it's not going to be quite as complicated, but it's going but it's going to be pretty complex. So. You're obsessed. You're getting all apocalypse now on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find it. It's I Chinese have to democracy. fix this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this Sean's harder, harder darkness. Yeah, just call it Chinese democracy. <laughs> 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 well, the difference is I'm cut. I'm coming across with it pretty quick. It really doesn't hold up as a Chinese democracy because oh, yeah. it's like it took me a month to do the rough video cut and then it's probably going to take me You're less than another month than to do the sound cutting suicide squad <laughs> good for me well maybe there were like six there were what three months before putting the movie out and decided to completely restructure it so saying that it a lot of work didn't go into the construction is probably true hopefully they're all learning their lessons I think they learned the BBS so. lessons and I think from this like well maybe we shouldn't get the trailer people to cut the movie that might not be good either, so <laughs> The one lesson I want them to learn is is the one they are learning, which is humility. Because they just came across going, mine's going to be so much better and blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't know. This stuff is hard. You don't get it, man. That's What they're doing is not easy. You should be paying attention to people instead of saying you're going to reinvent the wheel on this. And then, you know, they fall on their faces and like, oh, well, it really is harder than I thought. It's like, yeah, take the lesson, man. Take the lesson now. Yeah. So that's what I... And I think, you know... Hopefully the filmmakers are getting it. Obviously the studio is like, we, we have to reevaluate how we're doing this. But I'm hoping these filmmakers are learning. It's like, you know, respect what you're going into here. These are not easy. These aren't silly little things. They're hard to do. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think Suicide Squad's getting a, a bum rap as far as it's getting a little bit more hate than it deserves. I don't think it deserves but hate. But that's I don't because know if it I think deserves praise. the bar think, is set so high. I think it's about a 50 in the middle there. I was like, yeah, it's just kind of a mess. And it was not. It's just a mess. It is a mess. I will stand by that it being a mess. I will. I will, <laughs> it's, I will it's acknowledge a mess, but that. But to me, if the movie is entertaining to watch, then it's already delivered the most important promise. Like. And it was. Right. But the rest is a mess, and there's a lot of stuff they could have done a lot better. But Batman v Superman wasn't entertaining to me. Like, regardless of what you think about the story and where it should have gone, I wasn't entertained. Yeah, I'll give you and that. And I, I did find this one entertaining. Batman v Superman? Batman v Superman. <laughs> All right. All right, so, yeah, so we'll hopefully be talking about something other than DC movies (laughs) I don't know but but there's always something coming on I know that we'll be talking about DC TV shows pretty soon probably but yeah so you can go listen to other episodes of TV Ate My Dinner at TVAteMyDinner.com you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all the good social media stuff we're on the Googles Doinkus (laughs) Doinkus on the Dweeblers Doinkus on the Dweeblers And, uh, on the on the facey spaces, 
Speaking of, I understand MySpace is making a comeback. Oh, really? To what? I don't know. But just somebody said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand MySpace as a URL still exists. Well, the site's there. Yeah. So Your that's site. something. People yeah, are saying this. Well, I've heard people saying this. Now, I have heard people say that they are. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a very uh, Trumpian, <laughs> Trumpian way of uh, of saying that. A lot of people saying yeah. this. I yeah. just saw a story today quoting well, I mean, me. I, I know MySpace, this. like, you know, they, they went back to kind of their roots where they were like supporting bands and stuff. You know, that was like. Well, that's how they've idea. stayed alive all this yeah. time. That's basically the only people on MySpace are bands. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. Somebody was saying the other day that they're something about maybe getting a more mainstream again. I don't know. But. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Never mind. That was until Chase the Rabbit. Until then, we are still available on Facebook. We can go back to having a MySpace, I guess, if we needed to. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 snappy Snapchats. I don't, I don't even know how that mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, we're gonna want to see some Wang slang. Yeah. My dinner style. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that happens. Okay. All, yeah. right. All right. I'll take your word. But I'm, until I'm, that happens. My name is Sean. My name is Andrew. I'm Greg. We'll see you on Insta Chat. <laughs> Yo, that's straight up evil, Sean. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do.